Hello, and welcome to Be My Mentor, a real estate podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all things real estate. You see, when I first got my real estate license, I knew there was a lot to learn, and the best way I knew to learn was to ask a lot of questions. In every episode, we have conversations with professionals that are in the field every day, from home inspectors, agents, mortgage lenders, and even photographers. So whether you're a future home buyer, homeowner, or a real estate agent, you're going to walk away with something practical and actionable. I can't wait to learn with you on this journey. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Corey Brassfield from Brassfield Home Inspections. He's been inspecting homes for about three years and has about 1,500 homes to his name. It was a great conversation covering everything from what to expect in a home inspection, some of the most common things that need replacing in your home, and how a realtor can help their seller be better prepared to get the best offer for their home. If you are new to buying or selling, or are even an experienced real estate agent, there is something for everyone in this episode. Let's dive right in and welcome Corey Brassfield. What are, for a new home buyer or even a seller, because like I feel like as a seller, I want to know up front before I sell it, like, like I don't want this report coming back and have mm-hmm. all these things that I didn't know about. I want to have the full thing. What are the most common things that could make a contract like not happen? Age-related issues, um, and and the age stuff is the stuff that's you know relatively easy to resolve. Um, so we do a lot of pre-listing inspections too, um, mm-hmm. for specifically for this reason. Um, so you want to look at the age of your water heater, the age of your HVAC. Um, those are the, the things that are kind of major expenses that people don't really want to deal with if they don't have to. Um, you know, especially when inventory is high and mm-hmm. you've got somebody that said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and spend five grand now and upgrade this stuff versus somebody that didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your buyers are more likely to go with the house that's been upgraded. Right. Um, the place where I see a lot of people make mistakes is they try to paint the interior. They try to, you know, redo cabinetry and stuff like that that's a waste of time because <laughs> you might money. get the wrong cabinetry for the person who wants to buy it exactly you know and people that are buying older homes already generally have an idea of redoing it in their own image you know so uh yeah for me it's always the mechanicals you know make mm-hmm. sure that um that you don't have an outdated electrical service panel you know no federal pacific you know challenger uh if you have those brands should look into getting them replaced anyway because they're outdated and uh, problems have ensued, um, especially in the Northeast, uh, which is why those panels are no longer made. Um, but you know they they can be an impediment uh, to the purchase. What's the cost of that? Generally speaking, um, if you're you know if you've got a Federal Pacific you know 200 amp panel, um, generally speaking, it's about twelve hundred dollars to get it replaced. Mm-hmm. What were those panels called? Federal Pacific Challenger Sylvania 
and Zenisco. Um, I have a friend who's looking to buy in Port St. Lucie, and one of the things he he saw a house that he liked. It probably won't be available by the time he you know he's ready to to buy or whatever. He's still a month or two out, right? Port St. Oh, Lucie yeah. is yeah. just like no, it's so fun. crazy, right? <laughs> But one of his questions was, and I remember when we were first looking for houses, one of our big concerns was the um, the septic system. Yep. Tell me about, I, I want to know a little bit more about the septic system, like the age, the different kinds, at what point Oof. should you be concerned, all of that. So I recommend that everybody get a septic check, you know, inspection at least once a year. It's going to run you a couple hundred dollars, um, you know, but... it's a lot better to pay that money up front than to have a problem and then have to come in and fix it. Mm. Um, you know, I use the same guy, um, uh, Ernesto with uh, Septic Environmental Services. Uh, they've been fantastic for a couple of years uh, for me. And they will tell you exactly what it is, what it's supposed to be, why it's not that way, and what it's gonna cost and take to fix it. Um, they do everything from new systems, drain field uh, repair. I mean, the thing is, septic systems have changed so much over, you know, God, they've been in place here since, what, the 40s? Mm -hmm. um, they've changed so much over time that they've gone from just giant concrete buried block systems uh, to now, you know, like plastic tubs with, uh, with a full drain field. I mean, it's, mm. um, so there's a lot going on with, with septic. I do not claim to be an expert, um, and I don't want to be. <laughs> so this one house he was looking at was built in 2005. Okay. So it's close to 15 years old. And I've read, depending on what kind, you know, 15 years is sort of the age where, but I've also seen where some septics are good for 30, 40 years, depending on what, how it's built. So I was original to my house, 1972. So what is it, concrete? Yeah. Okay. And it's the, still going strong? Yep. Gravel drain field and it, okay. uh, yeah. So it really just depends on the condition that it is in now. Yeah. So if he were to go look at that house, would it be pretty, it wouldn't be uncommon to have like an inspector come out and look at that drain and make sure it looks good? Not at all. So I normally, whenever, you know, you know whenever I find that there is a uh, uh, septic on site, um, I always recommend that they get, you know, I can schedule it for them because I work with these guys all the time. Um, but I always recommend that they get that inspection because, you know, I mean, the most common thing is that it needs to be pumped out, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is going to cost three, three fifty, you know, um, you know, with any luck, you know, you don't have any drain field issues, mm -hmm. uh, and that the tank's holding water well, and because that's what you want. If right. the tank's not holding water, then that means you've got seepage, and that's, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a big problem because that. I mean, that basically negates the entire purpose of the tank system. Mm -hmm. um, it's to separate ones from twos, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, it can All be right. a real mess. But, you know, the easiest way to find out what's on the report or, or you know, what's going to be on, you know, the buyer's report is to just get your own pre-listing inspection. That way, at least you come to the table knowing here are some things that are, are likely to show up. Mm -hmm. And you can have an honest conversation with people up right. front. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's your house, you think it's perfect, you know. 
Um, the truth is you get used to everything that's wrong. Well, well, that's... <laughs> that's the, what we do. Yes, yeah, you're right about that. But the other side of it is you have an emotional investment in your property, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, you want to think that it's great, right? And it's kind of like when somebody tells you that your kid's acting up in class. You're like, well, it can't be my kid, you know? Like, well, what did somebody else do? You know, it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, you, you take that as, as kind of an emotional hit. Right. Um, my job is to not be emotional. It's to be logical. It's to look at the facts, and the facts just speak for themselves. Right, right. <clears throat> we touched on this a little bit, but as far as roofs and foundations go, mm-hmm. so whenever you see something wrong with either one of these, what can actually be done? I mean, obviously, you can replace a roof, you can fix a roof, but like especially foundations. Foundation issues can be tricky. Um, it, there's always the possibility that you can jack them up, uh, go in and, and, and dig out the foundation, and then you know put you know uh, a remediation system in place. You know, there's so is that the biggest problem? Like the foundations like sinks with the land, or like what Usually happens? Usually they don't. Right. Okay. Thankfully, <laughs> in fact, we've only run into I think three where the foundation was an actual issue. One was recent. Um, mm-hmm. It was for a condo that thankfully a realtor friend of mine was uh, in the process of buying and we noticed that the floor was was bowed. And when we went out and looked, uh, you could see uh, displacement cracking in, the, in the, the block wall on the outside. And the closer I got to it, it was like, yeah, you know what, that's, that's a problem. You know, so uh, they passed because they know what it's mm-hmm. going to take. You know, foundation issues are extremely expensive to deal with and they're, they're not guaranteed to work, um, mm. certainly not for the long term. Um, but thankfully, most everybody pours foundations, lets them settle correctly before work is actually done down here. Um, you know, in Georgia, completely different <laughs> setup. Um, you know, because guys are used to working, Georgia's all clay. It's clay and granite. I mean, that's basically what you're dealing uh. with. And so you dig six inches down, and now you've got 15 feet of nothing but clay. Um, so what happens is, you know, as the clay displaces, it displaces quickly. Mm. With sand, we have like kind of a, uh, a little slower settlement uh, that occurs. So, you know, and they build for it. They know right. that they're going to have to dig down happen. a certain degree and, and build that land up, you know, especially coastal. Right, right. Um, so I'm a homeowner, and we're actually thinking about selling in the next few months. We're not sure. This, okay. You know, economies. It's good right now, so maybe it's a good time to sell. Who knows? But so as a homeowner or any homeowner who's looking to sell, what are the main things that you should always keep an eye out for, you should always maintain in order to keep the value of your home the best? So when someone like you comes in, we're not freaking out. Well, keep your AC serviced. That's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can prove, you know, routine service records, um, that, that actually goes a long way. Um, because those kinds of of things prove that you care about the things that are in your home. Mm -hmm. Um, Do not overload your cabinets. It's maybe a pet peeve of mine, but um, 
a lot of times, you know, damage occurs under cabinets because people just throw stuff under there. Um, and so when it's... Even on the bottom ones. Oh, yeah. Because when it's overloaded, you know, especially under sinks and stuff, uh-huh. when it's overloaded, you don't know if there's a leak. You don't know if there's a problem between the piping connection uh-huh. that goes from the sink uh, into the drain. Um, you just don't know. You know, because there's so you much going on it. under there, you can't see yeah. it. Um, you know, so it's, it's stuff like that. Um, you know, seal the windows regularly. Uh, at least once a year, go out and look to make sure that, uh, that you don't have settlement cracks in the windows. And if you do, seal them up. Uh, What's the difference in damage that that could do in a, in a wood frame house versus a concrete house or a CBS well, house? In a wood frame house, uh, we've actually seen this recently, um, you can end up with the entire wall rotting out um, because slow seepage, right? The water wicks in and you will never know that it's there mm-hmm. until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you end up with you know a standard, standard uh, window size, but if there's a crack in, in, in the sill on both sides, on the, on the exterior, water's coming in and it's being absorbed by all of the wood you know insulation whatever is there Mm -hmm. uh it's absorbing that water so you usually end up with a pretty significant mold problem uh, versus concrete block it presents itself a little differently usually you'll see the 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 problem on the inside uh, because it'll absorb into the drywall and so you'll see the drywall bubble Um, but either way it's still a pain (laughs) absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. Um, this is interesting to me. I mean, you've done a lot of inspections in, in homes all over Jupiter and Palm Beach, I'm sure, and probably even up into the Treasure Coast. Oh, yeah. What are, I don't know, maybe you can't say, but like what are some areas or types of homes or just general things that a future buyer should like, like are there certain neighborhoods they should at least be wary of or stay away from? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like maybe like this neighborhood just has really bad piping and just like you always have problems in this neighborhood or you don't even have to get neighborhood specific, but just. So I will reverse answer your question. (laughs) So it's hard to determine. So I always tell people that there's a big difference between a house and a home. Uh When I'm doing an inspection, I can usually tell within the first five minutes whether it's been treated as a house or whether it's been treated as home. Um, a home is something you care for and take, you know, take proper care of over time. A house is just a thing that's, you know, well, I don't really care, right? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, unfortunately, in any given neighborhood, you're going to have houses and you're going to have homes. Mm-hmm. Some of them may have the same underlying issues, right? Mm-hmm. But it depends on the ownership whether or not that's a good place to buy. Um, okay, that makes sense. So that's a huge part. But then, you know, you've also got you know, new construction. You know, you've got builders that are coming in here that are putting, you know, four or 500 houses a year up uh, and more, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Port St. Lucie is blowing up right now. Um, and now you've got Westlake blowing up. Um, you know, we've done work you know, for new construction in both of those areas, I will say the stuff that I've seen in Westlake is unbelievable. Absolute attention to detail, um, you know, and we've been a part of the entire building process. So all the way from the foundation pour up through the finished product, and it's, it's impressive. Um, those, 
those people really are taking their time. Uh, the demand, unfortunately, is so high in Port St. Lucie because the price point's lower that, you know, people are building stuff to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, and when that happens, some of the finishing work isn't done as well as you would want it to be. The builder knows that they're going to give a warranty of a year, uh -huh. right? And so when it comes down to crunch time, it's, you know, we've got a deliverable date. Let's just hurry up and get it done and get the people moved in. We'll address the other issues later. Mm -hmm. um, there have been some significant problems with that um, in North Palm. Um, there are, have been a couple of communities that, uh, that have definitely dealt with some problems. Uh, you know, there's been some issues in Port St. Lucie um, as well. Um, you know, one of the builders, uh, I guess, when they originally had all of the property lines uh, surveyed and everything was done, that was great. But then somebody flipped the map and they incorrectly poured the foundations. So, yeah. It's still a small mistake. So one person's home is two feet inside another person's property line. And so, yeah, so they're, they're having to go. And, and, you know, this is not like, you know, into the world stuff. Right. But at the same time, it's... it's it creates the, a lot of legal issues more than just... Man. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff, you know, that, that, uh, that I see. I want to talk about, because I know this is something that home inspectors push quite a bit, and it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Pre-listing inspections. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, benefits, why, and as a realtor, how do I... Because I, like... To me, that seems like a very important thing. It, if I'm going to list something for somebody, getting everything out in the open and clear, knowing mm -hmm. what's wrong with it up front, makes my negotiating position a lot better, I would think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> does it? <laughs> Ignorance so, of bliss, I guess. <laughs> so there's, there, there's a couple of schools of thought on it. Okay. Right? So one is when you get into a house and you've got a family that's lived there for 20 years and the house is not necessarily in disrepair but there's but as a realtor you go in and you know there's gonna be a lot of stuff on a report and you're trying to set proper expectations with the current homeowner mm -hmm. that hey you know what this may be what you want for the house mm. but there's gonna be a lot of credits and stuff that we have to give up if you don't do some work okay um, a pre-list inspection on for that is going to help these people, you know, kind of level set their expectations for what their house really is versus what they want it to be. Um, the other thing, and this is this is one that's commonly used, especially when there's high inventory. You go in, you have the pre-list inspection on a house that you know is in great shape, and you literally have the inspection sitting there at your open house and go, it's already been inspected. Feel free to go through everything. Um, you can even call the, call the inspector, you know, set up time. Um, you know, and, and what I do, I don't know, I don't know if I should tell anybody this, but um, what I do is for anybody that does a pre-list with me uh, and then the buyer wants uh, their own inspection, if they use us, I give uh, the owner 50% back on what mm -hmm. they, what they've done. Um, so, you know, if they, if it's, you know, a $400 inspection uh, for the pre-list and then Right, well, right. Buyer does, then I give them two hundred dollars back. Um, you know, I, I figure it's just kind of a. 
it's uh, kind of the right thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it helps everybody in the end. Right, 100%. So let's say I go into a home and I'm like, man, it's going to need some, this, this home inspection might not be what they want to see right now. Mm-hmm. What are some just <clears throat> visual things that I can pick up right away that I'm like, look, before we get a pre-listing inspection, let's get these obvious things fixed. Right. If you go in and you see that the appliances look like garbage, mm-hmm. they probably are. Okay. <laughs> but don't have them replace them. Have them instead just say, you know what, you're going to build in a credit for the appliances because you know the appliances are trash at this point. Um, you know, that's some of the, the easy stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you notice that they've got one of those electrical panels that is going to have to be replaced, go ahead and have them replace it. You know, it's going to cost them $1,200, but it's going to cost them $1,200 anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line kind of balancing act for you guys to be able to, to go in and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to list your house, but here's all the stuff that I want you to do before I list it. Because they may go, well, then I guess I'm not going to list with you and I'm going to list with somebody else. Mm. Right? Um, right? You know, sometimes... It it's just, a fine balance on how far yeah. you want to go with it. Yeah. And, and I think that's the... <clears throat> what I've discovered about negotiating is, like, the whole idea of giving them a credit for the thing, that makes a lot of sense because you're already preempting that question from the offer from your buyer yeah. that's going to be like, well, the appliances look really bad. It's like, yeah, but we already took care of that right here. So... That's that's kind of the stuff I'm talking about. Like, if I get a listing, I want to know like when I when I walk in. Oh, that's an obvious thing that's going to come up. Flooring. <clears throat> okay. If the carpet is, you know, just deteriorated beyond cleaning, um, if the tile uh, or the you know or the wood flooring is scratched beyond belief, the tile's broken in multiple places. That's stuff that people are gonna go. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this. It, it's it's really a lot of the, the visual stuff. stuff, you know. Um, but it's the stuff that sets people, you know. It, it puts their mind in motion of, ooh, I could put this in here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're putting a credit in. I don't like the floors anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So it's kind of that kind of stuff. Okay. As a as a home inspector, and this is sort of a plug for you, like how do you differentiate from other home inspectors? How do you feel like you're you're different in what you offer? So, um, it's a question that I'm, I'm actually asked a lot. Um, and I think one of the reasons is because, just like realtors, you know, we're all lumped in as you all do the same thing, so therefore you're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the difference, you know, is just my approach, you know, like the, the culture of our company is based in a desire to help people. Um, you know, we may not always tell you what you want to hear, but the fact is, it's the information that you need in order to make a solid decision. Um, you know, and we try to, to build relationships, you know, it's, it's not just a transactional business. You know, I want people, you know, and I still have people calling me from two years ago that have questions on the feasibility of doing something different with their house. Um, you know, who to call for AC repair, who to call for, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that is the biggest reason why I got into this, you know, is to be a resource. 
Um, you know, and it's fun. You know, that's the other part of it. I enjoy this a lot. Um, you know, and I've made some really great relationships uh, as a result of this. But when it comes down to the end of the day, like when I deliver a report, that's the beginning of our relationship, not the end. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's when the work starts because I know you're going to have questions. And what I always ask everybody to do is, yes, we've gone, we've done the overview, right? We've done the walkthrough. Um, you know, we hit the high level stuff. I always want everybody to review the report a couple of times and then we'll set up a time and we'll go through the report top to bottom. Now that you've had a chance to actually go through and think of some questions, think of some feasibility options for Mm -hmm. upgrades, for flooring, for, you know, for redoing the kitchen and the bathrooms and stuff like that. And, you know, that's the stuff that I really enjoy talking about. So, you know, so we do that and, you know, there's another part and I think, you know, because I've seen it, anything in a house can be repaired. You know, there are some issues that you just honestly are not going to want to deal with, but the vast majority of everything else, 99% um, is stuff that can be fixed. It's just a matter of, do you want to? Here's the information. Now let's talk about what needs to happen and do you want to do the work? Do you want to have somebody, you know, uh, resolve this for you? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some people that I've worked with in the past do a very, here are the facts, this is the report, um, you know. See ya. Yeah, this is the information. Um, And also, you know, they do the alarmist thing of come down out of the attic and you go, well, you got a roof leak. And then they stop talking, (laughs) you know, I mean, as a buyer, you know, I've been on that side as a buyer. The next thing that you see is dollar signs flashing in, you know, in front of your eyes. And there's a huge difference between that approach because it is an approach and our approach, which is come down, pull the phone out, start showing you some photos. Here's the damage. This is where the areas are. Um, This is what it's going to take to fix it. Here's a rough estimate of probably how much you're looking at, um, you know, from from a cost perspective. Um, it just makes a difference, you know. You and from being in construction and repair <clears throat> and stuff, you have that knowledge yeah. to say, pretty sure this is what it's going to cost. Yeah. Right. You talked about a second business that you guys were. Do you want to yeah, talk about that? No, that's no? That, another time. That's it's in the pre-launch stage right now. It's okay. I think I know what it is. Do I know what it you is? You know what that it we is. talked about? Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Well, next time. Yeah, you know what it is. Next time. Let's <laughs> talk about it next time. Awesome. Well, thanks, Corey, for coming by. I've learned a whole lot. Like, and that's that's what I wanted to do today was just like learn and then pass that knowledge on to any future buyers and sellers and even other realtors or new realtors. So, well, thanks that's what so I'm here for, man. Appreciate it. Happy to do it. Thank you for joining me this week on Be My Mentor, a real estate podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you have any questions for me about real estate, send me a message over on Instagram or Facebook at brandon.myrealtor. Thanks so much. Until next time.